Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brian, good to have you aboard here this morning. Did you Are you fortunate enough to have uh, made the trip down to South Florida for this game tonight? I am not. I am not, unfortunately. So I'm going to wait for their first preseason home game uh, against the Cardinals in a couple weeks when I uh, go check out their new stadium here locally. So you guys can hold down the fort down there for me. Yeah, you guys you guys with the new ballpark with the Braves, the new stadium with the Falcons. And, and they got the new soccer uh, place too. I think Arthur, Isn't that Arthur Blank's side project as well, the soccer arena? Yeah, I don't know how much of a side project you call because he's all in on that bad boy too. And um, they're going to they're gonna share the, the new uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium with the Falcons. But right now they're playing at Georgia Tech, which is actually an amazing – venue to watch a soccer game now that i've been there a couple of times have you have you seen the the new stadium because i mean i, I i've seen you know for a tour and what that deal because i've seen the renderings and everything and that roof looks ridiculous yeah i have i've been in it um probably a month and a half ago and then we're going back to check it out next week and see all the final stuff and all the final touches and um the turf is down now all the cranes are out of there all the amenities are in, and it should be really, really nice. The, the sight lines are so good. We used to be in the old Georgia, Georgia Dome, and you'd go get a drink, and you missed miss just about everything that happened uh, until you got right back to your seat. Now you can stand around, mingle with people, watch the game from a distance, watch a game from a bar inside the stadium. And, you know, when you build new stuff, it's uh, it's just everybody's so excited about it, and, um, and we are. It's no different up here. So it's going to be fascinating. And the roof, as nice as it's going to be, uh, word has it that it, it's supposed to be a retractable roof where it opens and closes depending on weather and, and how nice it is outside. And it looks like for the whole first season that bad boy may be closed um, just because they don't want to take the risk of not being able to get it get it shut if they do open it. <laughs> uh, we had former Falcons wide receiver Brian Finneran joining us here, Dolphins and Falcons tonight. The Falcons, of course, are NFC champion. Uh, so this team that the Dolphin fans are going to get a look at tonight uh, what what is what, what's been the the mood up there in Atlanta right now? Falcon fan around this organization because I mean uh, you know we don't have to sugarcoat it. We all know what happened in the Super Bowl last year. So are uh, folks they they can't wait to get going. What's what's the mood right now around this Falcon team? It's good. It really is, especially around the team and the players. As Brett will tell you down there, as football players and competitors, seasons don't tend to kind of hang with you you just kind of you go and you you know you go five and eleven and you go on the off season and you hang out with your family and you come back a month later and you start working out again and getting ready for the next year or you lose a super bowl as badly as the falcons did and maybe it hangs on for a month and a half or a few weeks or whatever but again you get right back in the weight room you get back to with your guys matt had his guys down there in miami uh for a you know impromptu mini camp that they do the last couple years so you just, as players, you're so focused on the goal at hand, which is that next game, that next game, that next game. The fans, though, you talk about an absolute beatdown and just stuck with us the whole offseason long. This game tonight against the Dolphins will kind of help us get that taste out of our mouth a little bit. But 
so I'd say the players, they're doing better than the fans in general. We've had a tough, tough go out of this whole uh, offseason. I know you're probably still buddies with Maddie, and I'm sure you conversate with Maddie. How did he How did he feel after the game? Obviously crappy, but but in terms of how long did it hang with him throughout that offseason? Because I see the massive marketing campaign around choking, and I can't believe that there's <laughs> so much marketing campaign around choking in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it is amazing, but that, that campaign was at uh, Nike or Gatorade or whatever it was uh, with Jordan and all those guys. Yeah. How much failure kind of pushes you to be better at, at your craft and, and become a champion eventually, which most of those guys in that video have. Um, it's tough. It was tough to swallow. The first time I saw it, I was like, I don't know well if that either. was a good idea. <laughs> and then you kind of get goosebumps thinking about, how, de- how determined he is to get back to that moment and, and be there again. So it was hot and cold with us here for a minute, but they're excited. Matt has been um, dialed in. He really has he's got his guys together. They're ready to go. He's done uh, more in the last two years getting ready for football season than he did his first eight. So he understands where he's at in his career, and uh, he understands that it's going to be limited moving forward, and he, he's got to take advantage of it. How much of a difference did that quarterback coach make? Not, I'm not talking about, uh, I believe it's Shanahan that's over there. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the one that he worked with in the offseason, the guy that Tom Brady works with. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like 3D QB camp, and um, that's a company out there in California. I think it was Tom House, Disciple. Yep. Uh, and Tom House used to be a, a pitcher and um, works on just those fine muscles in the shoulder and bicep and, and uh, lat muscles that you don't really focus on as a football player. But he goes out there and really gets those things dialed in, form, and um, and working on those muscles. And I think it really has helped. Matt has never really been known as having a like a strong arm. Brett, we was around, I was anyway, and you may have just came after with uh, Michael Vick. And it's like that guy, with a flick of a wrist, that thing was a bullet. And obviously sometimes too hard. So Matt Ryan doesn't have that issue. Sometimes he struggles with the arm strength. But he's so good at everything else that he's been dialed in and trying to get that arm strength up to where it can be, and he can hit Julio Jones 65 yards down the field. So it's been it's been uh, paid dividends for sure. Yeah, speaking of wide receivers and Julio Jones, we got a couple special ones down here as well that we're looking to see big things from this year. Uh, we got a young fellow, Devontae Parker, that's coming up through the ranks, who, who reminds me a lot of, of what Roddy White uh, was like when we were there with him. And I know you just went to his retirement party in Atlanta, and I always tell the Roddy White story about the napkin. I don't know if you remember this when we went to St. Louis and we all went out. It was me, you, Roddy, Maddie, and we went to, I think, Joe Bucks to get some ribs, and Roddy White had that wet napkin, and I was looking across the table at you because he kept saying, my napkin's wet, and you were just shaking your head because you had to babysit <laughs> Roddy all the time. Do you have any stories or anything from uh, from Roddy's retirement party that just happened up there the other week? It was really, really nice. So um, Terry Rabisky was his receiver coach for a long time, and he and Terry developed a really nice bond. Terry's the offensive coordinator uh, in Tennessee with Mike Malarkey now. And when I tell you Terry got up there and spoke for 15 or 20 minutes, in the first six of minutes of those, he talked about every drop Roddy ever had and every meeting he ever missed and every <laughs> – and I was like, where the hell is this going? And then he just he just absolutely threw him bouquets for the last 10 minutes of that deal as far as winning ball games, um, being the ultimate competitor. Roddy White was a special football player, and it took him a while to get it. But when he did, uh, about a year and a half, two years in, he was uh, so much fun to play with. And 
the ultimate competitor. And we keep doing the comparison down here about paying wide receivers and having two big-name wide receivers on a roster, possibly three. And the discussion has been down here that, that this wide receiving core that we have here could arguably be one of the best in the NFL. So, And the reason why they're, they're hesitant on paying Landry, I imagine, is because you're dealing with big egos and you're dealing with the fact that you do have to pay a lot of money for two big showcase wide receivers. So do you recall how it was in your room when we, got, when we were practicing and how Roddy and Julio kind of – started things off together and now obviously the growth and the dynamic of Julio Jones and how big that was. The great thing about that rookie pay scale now is that you don't have those big issues that better that can lead the way and not be jealous of uh, rookies or second year guys salaries. You can have those guys lead and um, be leaders in that room. Those two guys got along from, from minute one and, and Roddy never felt threatened. Uh, he may have three years into his career, but uh, at the beginning he did not. And uh, if you have guys coexist like a Roddy and a Julio or a Devante and a um, and a Jarvis Landry, you are ahead of ahead of the curve. So my thing with Jarvis, because I went back and I was like, I like the way that guy plays. Great hands, good feet, uh, got some speed to to a certain extent, can make some plays. His yards per catch, I couldn't believe how low it was. Yeah, and um, and it just it blew my mind. For, if I can average 13 yards of catch in the NFL, he should be above that. It blew my mind. Give us uh, give us some thoughts here. Finally, Brian, you know you you a wide receiver in this league for a long time, so you certainly know quarterbacks. Uh, Jake Cutler, he's he's not gonna play tonight. It's probably gonna see him next week. But give us some thoughts in general about what you've seen over the years from Jake Cutler. So Jake Cutler, um, and I and I tried to get to the bottom of Eric Weems, who was a big time special teams player and receiver for us here in Atlanta forever. Played a couple few years with Jake Cutler up there in Chicago. And I said to him, I said, what's up with Jay Cutler? Because the body language, the antics, the nonsense that goes on on the field and on the sidelines drives me crazy as a teammate because he seems like he's always dogging dudes out and yelling and, and his body language drives you crazy. Um, and Eric Weems said, and, and even um, his media relationships too just drove you nuts because he just doesn't get it. If you just kind of bell cow to those guys and, and give them what they want, you don't have to give them too much, just give them enough, you're going to make a lot of friends and improve your um, identity in the media and with your teammates. And he just was, seemed so reluctant to do it. So talking to Eric Weems, his teammates did like him a lot. He thought he was a great guy. Um, I think he's talented as all get out. If he can learn how to protect the ball and not be such a gun gunslinger, I think he's got a real good shot to be successful down there in Miami and make some things happen because you look what he did with Adam Gase in Chicago for a year. It was, uh, it was pretty good. So I think you're in good hands. It's a shame what happened to Tannehill. Uh, hopefully he can um, get back and get healthy and get back on the field next year. Good job, Brian. Thanks a lot for joining us again, man. We appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.